Hi, welcome to Story Hole. I'm Roger. I'm Kevin. Hi, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> it's our first episode of 2019, huh? Yeah. It feels like the first episode ever. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with that intro. Yeah. How do you think our show's gonna gonna evolve now that we're in 2019? Oh yeah, we should probably figure out if we want to make any major changes. Make some uh, some New Year's resolutions for the show. Yeah, resolutions for the show. Yeah, podcast yeah. resolutions. Um, I want to I want to be replaced by a hologram if that's possible. <laughs> cool. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna laugh anymore. <laughs> yeah, we should make a show resolution. Um, I mean, all I can think of this is not really a resolution is if we don't have so many listeners by this point, then we have to do a thing. Yeah. That's not really a resolution as it is a competition. <laughs> it's pretty funny though. Yeah. Is it like a punishment if we don't get a certain number of listeners? Yeah. How about if if we get one more subscriber, uh, <laughs> then I'm going to pants Kevin. No. <laughs> yeah, deal. Underwear no. and all. <laughs> Shake on In it. In the quad. <laughs> I'm going to put I'm going to hang you up from the flagpole from your underwear. <laughs> Like in Salute Your Shorts in the beginning. Me too. I hate this. I hate 2019. That's good. I think that's a good resolution. It's obtainable. <laughs> it's reasonable. And everyone will enjoy it. Mm. Well, uh, you know what I always say? The best way to appreciate the future is to look to the past, right? Yeah. You do say that. You do say that. Leia, I, I think you should resolve to stop saying that because you do say it all the time. <laughs> all the time for no good reason. <laughs> too much. <laughs> do we want to, for real though, uh, have a catchphrase that we try to use more in the podcast for <laughs> Okay. Oh, wow. Resolution. What should it be? Um, let's get it done. That's going to be mine. I think I'll say 2019. Let's get it done. <laughs> Every time. Uh, I'm going to say. To, I'm going to say. Uh, story hole. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say uh, it's getting sloppy over here. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. That sounds good. Do you want? Do you want to see who can say their catchphrase the most? And then by the end of the year, we'll tally it up. Yeah. Winner gets a thousand dollars. Oh wow. Kevin pays for it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to hang you upside down from your ankles and shake you so the change comes out of your pockets. <laughs> you already pants me. I'm going to hang you upside down from your ankles and just scream into your butthole. Kevin. <laughs> Where's my son? <laughs> uh, anyway. I, want to look to, I want to look to the yeah. past. <laughs> yeah. Joey, you were saying the other day that it'd be fun to do a series on uh, on arcades, like weird yeah. arcade games and just things from from arcades that were popular in the 80s and 90s. And I thought that seemed like a fun idea. Yeah. So I thought maybe this week we could do a show about a specific arcade game called NARC. Did either of you guys ever play NARC? I've never heard of NARC. Uh, no, no. 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 I, I don't know what it is. And um, it's, uh, I'm not it's, a snitch. I, I, <laughs> I feel like it's the kind of game that you mostly see in like shitty laundromats or like bowling alleys in the 90s. Uh, but it always caught my attention because it was this really confusing mixture of super intense violence, but with a strong moral anti-drug message. Weird. So I thought, hey, maybe uh, maybe I'd take some time and see what the deal is with that game. And then after looking into it, it's pretty great, both in terms of, of how terrible the game itself was, but also how it came to be. So this week, we're going to take a look at the story of the arcade game NARC. If you've never seen the game, let me paint you a picture. Uh, Kevin, imagine that you're in a laundromat waiting for your undies to dry, but they're just taking forever because they're sopping wet. Wait, I had to wash them twice because of the <laughs> last time Joey pants me. Wait, are you are you not wearing underwear in this laundromat right now? Uh, no, yeah. Oh, I'm going to sneak up and pants him again. 
<laughs> Joey, that's just my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's my catchphrase of the year. Use it once. No, you have to say story hole. Sorry. Story. Hey, I, I saw, I pants you and I, I looked into your story hole. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kev, you're in a laundromat and you're looking around for something to pass the time. And in this dingy corner next to like a vending machine, you see it. An all black arcade cabinet with big white grimy letters on it that say NARC. And the logo's riddled with bullet holes, and there's a bright red splash of blood sprayed across the front. And then right below, in some fun neon blue letters, it says, Say no to drugs, with a big exclamation point. <laughs> is that is that where you think they got those Dare t-shirt ideas it's from? It's related to it, actually, and we'll get there. So you walk up, and the title screen has a picture of two men on it. One in all blue, wearing blue jeans and a blue bulletproof vest and a blue motorcycle helmet with a visor down. And the other is wearing the same outfit, but in all red. And each guy has a machine gun in one hand and a rocket launcher in the other. And they're posing next to a bright red Ferrari that has the license plate that reads, Say No or Die. (laughs) 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 And then down at the bottom of the screen, it says, No one had the guts until now. Wow. (laughs) I think that's the one thing that Dare didn't have going for it back in the day. They didn't have an ultimatum or machine guns. violence. So so you put in your quarter and the game starts and you get to choose whether you want to be the red player or the blue player and they both have very good names. Pretty much every character in this whole game has an incredible name. Uh, Joey, do you want to be red or blue? Uh, I want to be red because I'm a cop, right? It sounds like. Yeah, you're both cops. So I, I want to be a red cop. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, the red player, your name, your first name is Hit, H-I-T, and your last mm-hmm. name is Man. So your name is Hitman. Hitman. <laughs> Kevin, you're the blue player. Your name is Max Force. Wow, I yeah. blew it. No. <laughs> so Hitman, Hitman and Max Force, you're both cops. You're narcotics officers that work for the uh, United States DEA office, which is like the Drug Enforcement Administration. And you work on a special team in the DEA called the Narcotics Opposition, or NO for short, as in just say no, which is very clever. Mm. And your mission is to take down every junkie and addict and drug dealer on the streets of the U.S. And your tools to make those arrests are uh, a machine gun and a rocket launcher, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So you start up the game, and the gameplay is pretty standard, late 80s, early 90s arcade game style. Uh, You walk from left to right across the screen, and it's all these seedy-looking Los Angeles streets. And when a man in a trench coat jumps out that you assume must be a drug dealer, you just fucking shoot him with a rocket launcher Jesus. until his limbs explode off his body and guts rain down all over the street. And where his fleshy body used to be, all that's left behind is a stack of cash and a little bag of what I assume is cocaine. Hmm. And you pick that up and you take it back to the DEA headquarters and you earn yourself some points. I've got a fan theory. Yeah. I think that this this uh, narc group, whatever, what are we called? The DEA? No. The uh, narcotics yeah. opposition, uh-huh. the Dino, the Dino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that we're actually being led by uh, drug kingpin. He just wants all the drugs for himself, so he's got no competition left. McGruff. That's <laughs> that's a very good theory. Yeah, I've got, I've got a question. Yeah. Um. So if you take because this happens in real life, if they catch a, uh, a drug man and they take the bag of cocaine back to the, to the office. with a rocket launcher. Yeah, after you shoot him with a rocket launcher, you do have to confiscate the drugs. Uh-huh. And then when you bring them back, who, who do you give them to? I don't know. Is it know. like a Chuck E. Cheese situation and you get points and you can redeem them for you cop, cop points goods? points and for prizes. That's how you get a canine officer friend? 
I don't know. What do they do with all those drugs? In the movies, they had always have like a weird like cage, right? It's like a locker or something. They just kind of put it just there. Just a room full of drugs? I mean, they must like burn it or something, right? I, I don't really know. Maybe just dump it in the sea? <laughs> Enjoy, whales. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the game's crazy because it's the most intensely violent, murder-centric anti-drug message ever. Like it's such a bizarre mixture of, of like, hey, kids, don't do drugs. But also, hey, kids, go shoot literally hundreds of people with a machine gun. It seems like the developer had this kind of altruistic moral vision that they wanted to achieve with their game, but then just completely missed the mark so hard. And it became kind of famous for being the video game with the strongest anti-drug message that parents were really in favor of, but then also one of the very first objectionably ultra-violent video games to be released. And parents were, were not very excited about that at all. So let's talk about how this game came to be made. NARC was made in 1988, which is a time when the war on drugs was a big thing in the U.S. And if you're not familiar with the war on drugs, it was a campaign by the U.S. government to stop illegal drug trade by using the military and cops to crack down super hard on drug trafficking, but to also use social campaigns to get kids to not want to buy drugs anyway. And that's where D.A.R.E. came from. Did you guys guys take D.A.R.E. in class? Yeah, sixth grade. I passed. (laughs) Some people came in and talked to us. I don't think we had a class on it. Um, Was it really a pass-fail thing? Yeah, well, I mean, you could fail. I don't know how you go about failing it, but they, <laughs> when you finished, they they gave you like a little sticker badge and stuff. That's uh, fun. No, yeah, did you not take it? Did you not pass? Um, I mean, I remember a guy coming in. Wow. I don't remember taking a test though. Roger, did you not pass there? <laughs> I was also doing a ton of drugs in sixth grade, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, it's pretty widely agreed that a lot of those campaigns, like Dare, weren't very effective at all, and a lot had some pretty problematic practices. But uh, we don't really have to get too deep into the war on drugs. Just know that this game is coming out at a time when the U.S. government is looking for any way they can to stop people from doing drugs. And in 1989, the director of the FBI had an idea. He was trying to think of good ways to reach kids to send them a strong anti-drug message. And he thought, hey, kids love hanging out in arcades. Kids are, are wild about video games. So he approached the companies that manufacture the arcade games, and he got them to agree to a deal. On all the arcade games these companies released, they'd include a big screen at the beginning of each game with a big FBI logo and below it the words, winners don't use drugs. Pretty much every arcade game until I think the last one that was released was in the year 2000 included that winners don't use drugs screen. So anyway, all this is happening in 1989. And there's a video game developer that sees this as a sign that anti-drug video games are the next big thing. And they're going to jump on that wave and come out strong. So they get to work making the most anti-drug game they can possibly make. And they name it NARC, as in Narcotics Officer, a cop that enforces drug laws. And this is how the developer describes the game. This is an excerpt from the manual that came with the arcade game. The city's overrun. Slashers, gangsters, pimps. The punks are everywhere. The scum of the earth. And only the player can restore law and order. Trigger finger spraying hot metal before him. Rocket bomb at the ready. The player is a macho urban gorilla defending our city from the ultimate urban scourge. This is his neighborhood too. He's committed. And he says no to inner city decadence. He carries a badge and a moral code. And he backs them both with screaming hot lead. Yeah, they use wow. hot metal and hot lead twice. It's not very creative. What's the temperature like in this yeah. game? It's pretty hot. It's red hot. Or blue hot. Or blue hot. <laughs> it could be blue hot. Come on. 
I like that they describe drug use as inner city decadence too. Yeah, that's that sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sounds good. They're also trying to teach kids yeah. vocabulary words. Yeah, I never made, I didn't even make the connection that decadence was what you just said because I always thought it was uh, when I read it, I read it as decadence. <laughs> Ten dances, real so fast. I just learned Go. something from. from yeah, uh, I just learned something from. From what about the term uh, "macho urban gorilla"? Are you familiar with that one? Oh yeah, of course I am. <laughs> Which one of us do you think is the most most macho urban gorilla? You. Yeah, you could probably yeah. Take, yeah. take that one. Thanks. I'm gonna take the decadence, the city decadence. <laughs> yeah. I want to be the hot descriptor. <laughs> you don't want to be the slashers, gangsters, and pimps? I mean, no. <laughs> Joey, that seem- Joey, you're a pimp. No, I'm not. Do you remember when calling somebody a pimp was like a compliment? <laughs> yeah, it was like, a, it was to say you're a cool, like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. what a terrible thing. <laughs> yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, that's terrible. That's a, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, anyway, that's the description of the game. <laughs> Let's talk about the plot of the game, and it's a uh, it's very nuanced and complex social commentary about drug use. <laughs> as I mentioned, you either play as Max Force or Hitman. Uh, you're both narcotics officers for the DEA. And in the beginning of the game, you've just gotten a call from your boss. There's a club in Los Angeles called The Pipeline, and Intel has found out that it's a hangout for a local gang of drug dealers known as Das Loaf. <laughs> I don't know why it's German, and I also don't know why their name is the Loaf. Is, is Loaf a drug reference? Do you guys know? I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I, I think so. Probably. Is it? It's like a no. loaf of cocaine. A loaf of cocaine. Yeah. I'll take one loaf of drugs, please. One, one loaf, please. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's your job. Can I have a slice your- of heroin, please? <laughs> Will you cut the crust off for me? Yeah, please. <laughs> anyway, it's your job to go put an end to this gang. So you pull up in your red Ferrari, and you don't even let it stop moving before you do a flip out of the top of it. And you just start shooting your machine gun indiscriminately into every person on the street. There's a game mechanic in this game where if you have the restraint to not shoot everybody immediately, you can actually go up to the drug dealers, and if you stand next to them for a couple seconds... You can arrest them instead of killing them. They'll put up their arms and uh, and this sound plays. Let me drop this into Skype really quick. You're busted. You're busted. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the bit crushed sample. Yeah. So is this is this like a, a a precursor to Undertale where you could do a pacifist run and not hurt anyone? Yeah, I guess so. You actually get more points if you arrest them instead of killing them. It's kind of like the game is saying, like, hey, there's a better way. You don't have to just murder everybody. But at the same time, they also give you a machine gun in one hand and a rocket launch in the other. So it's kind of a kind of a confusing message, maybe. Yeah. If I were to, to have made this game, I would make it so that if you arrest a certain number of criminals, that they inform you on where the, the big bust is going to go down and you just get to go crazy on on a bunch of criminals all at once. It's like a bonus level. That's what I would That's do. I made it. I, I would have put some uh, math portion in so you could also learn math. Some math blaster in there? Yeah. 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 I would do like a like a Mavis Beacon uh, teaches typing part. Mm. But, uh, Did you say Mavis Beacon? Mavis, Mavis, Mavis Bacon. <laughs> Mavis Beacon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you bust up the uh, Das Loaf Gang and the Pipeline Club, which leads you to the guy that's supplying these dealers with their drugs. It's a chemist that's cooking up the cocaine for them. 
and his name Breaking Bad <laughs> kind of uh, but instead of Walter White it's a scientist named Dr. Spike Rush <laughs> and his street name is the Hypo Man oh. which <laughs> which I guess he earned because his weapon of choice is throwing oversized hypodermic needles at people oh yeah. my god <laughs> that's terrifying yeah and he's a scientist, but definitely the coolest scientist I've ever seen. He's wearing all black leather, and he's got wraparound sunglasses and a mullet. That's a wild man. So, this is a wild game. I want to <laughs> check his credentials. Yeah. Your boss at the DEA needs you to find out where his uh, secret drug laboratory is. The cops can't find it. So you got to dodge his drug needles and follow him back to his lab. And when you get there, it's a building with a big sign out front that says crack stop over 1 billion dead. What? Which seems like <laughs> probably should have been a tip off for the cops. That's just too obvious. They, there's no way. <laughs> but anyway, inside there's a whole bunch of just giant beakers and chemistry equipment all filled with glowing goo that Dr. Spike Rush is turning into drugs. And you just uh, you confront him. You shoot him. A bunch, and you break all of his equipments, and uh, you put him put him out of business for good. Yeah. But while you're there, you find something else. There's a plaque on the wall with the acronym K R A K on it. Crack. Mm-hmm. And this leads you to believe that this whole drug operation might be the work of the nefarious drug syndicate called Crack. Well, yeah. Any, any on the nose, huh? I don't yeah. need to wonder. They put their name on it. I don't wonder who got an A on that midterm. It was me. I put my name on it. (laughs) (laughs) So your next step is to take out the crack syndicate. But that's going to have to wait because you just got a call from your boss at the DEA letting you know that there's a PCP addict on the loose. A man by the name of Joe Rockhead, better known on the streets by his nickname Dumpster Man. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> and your great. Boss, your boss advises you to proceed with caution. Dumpster Man is on PCP, so it's going to be a tough fight. <laughs> it's, it's kind, of, kind of the opposite. Of, take PCP if you want to fight good kids. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, a, it's not a problem, though, because you jump in your helicopter, and your helicopter drops you off of your Ferrari, and now you're, you're ready to rock. <laughs> You drive your Ferrari down a bridge, just running over as many drug dealers as you can on the way. And your Ferrari also has machine guns mounted on the front, so things are going pretty smooth. But then, out of nowhere, your Ferrari hits a dumpster and explodes. Dumpster Man is here. Oh, it's his name. And Dumpster Man's only move is that he picks up dumpsters and throws them at you. Oh, wow. (laughs) But all it takes is one rocket. I mean, you have you have a fucking rocket launcher. So you hit him with one rocket and he explodes into a bunch of different body parts. Wow. Um, and he's dead. Maybe. What? He was on PCP, though. So <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that it might not be the last we see. Yeah, so he might yeah. P-1000 his way back together again. Um, <laughs> so while you're fighting uh, Dumpster Man, uh, there's somebody else on the bridge that's causing problems. It's a clown. And he's got classic clown makeup. He's got a curly-haired wig and uh, and a red nose. But he's also wearing an apron with blood stains on it. And he's running around with a butcher knife. The DEA headquarters informs you that this guy's name is Kinky Pinky. Is that his street name? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and you got to get moving because Kinky Pinky just kidnapped a bunch of prostitutes and brought them back to his lair. And also, just a side note, the game doesn't use the term prostitute, although they're clearly depicting like the over-the-top 80s stereotype of a prostitute yeah. walking around on the street with short skirts and heels and saying like, ooh, when you walk Wait, by. What but instead of calling them prostitutes, they call them innocents. Innocents. Which is super gross, right? Well, 
I hate that. I could see, like, if you're trying to send a positive message to kids and be like, look, these women, they were good people and something, they got wrapped up in a bad thing. That's true. I mean, they shouldn't vilify sex workers, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm on board. It is against the law. Stop Spotifying sex workers, everyone. <laughs> Stop Spotify? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know the word that you said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What would you guys call the prostitutes if you couldn't call them prostitutes? Um, kinky pinkies. <laughs> kinky pinkies. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a better Gross. name. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of implication to that one. Uh, um, well, they wear like fishnet stockings, right? Um, these ones don't, but I think in my head they do. Then just call them fish, fish lady, mermaid. I call them mermaid. That's Le- good. Leg catchers. Or, yeah, leg, leg catchers. <laughs> pretty women, like the movie. <laughs> pretty women. Have you ever seen Pretty Woman? No, I don't think so. My, my mom used to play it for me all the time when I was a kid to the point where I had pretty much the entire script memorized. Do you think you could still say it word for word? No, but I, I could I could probably do the beginning. But uh, yeah, that's a that's th- thanks for playing that movie for me a lot when I was younger, mom. You did, <laughs> I learned you a lot. Like it? <laughs> well, it's just a, why would you play that for your kid? <laughs> is it about? I mean, is it? It's, is it's it a, a, about a mature movie? It's a, no. <laughs> yeah. So. It's a. I mean, it's it's heartwarming though, right? It's like a romantic comedy, isn't it? It's not a comedy. It's just a like a romantic film. Uh, ah. But I I've learned a great deal of empathy and yeah and uh, and Richard Gere, what a guy! Yeah, he is. He is a guy. That he much is I a know. human. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a human male. That much I know for <laughs> He's sure. A human male. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, Kinky Pinky has abducted some innocents and he's taken them to his home base, which is a porno theater on the Sunset Strip. And it's pretty tough to make your way down the Sunset Strip because it's just wall-to-wall pimps throwing TNT at you and trying to run you over with their pink Cadillac. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's no problem. You kill them all and you make your way to the theater. <laughs> And the marquee outside of Kinky Pinky's Theater says that on November 21st, they're showing a movie called Sex Gun, which sounds pretty good, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or you can wait till November 27th and you can catch my personal favorite, Squeeze It. <laughs> That's my birthday. That is your birthday, huh? You want to go see Squeeze It on your birthday this year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw Frozen on my birthday a couple of years ago. We could go see Squeeze it next, next yeah. year. And then on November 28th, uh, you can go watch a film just called Lips, which is pretty intriguing. Yeah. But but anyway, you break uh, you break into the theater and you kill a lot of clowns and you rescue the prostitutes and save the day. This is the wildest story I've ever heard in my life. Where's the where's the drugs on this little No, this arc? is just a, this is, they're trying to teach you that murdering is, is bad. It, I guess. So... Is it? Uh, Or good. Yeah, we're very good. I don't know. (laughs) We're very good. Uh, As long as it's with a rocket launcher. (laughs) I don't know what the moral is here. Oh, well, maybe you're rescuing innocents. That's good. So you have to help people. You're killing clowns, I guess. This is maybe the person who who wrote the script for the for the uh, people have crazy fears of clowns. Maybe they're just afraid of clowns. This is just his cathartic release. Mm Mm-hmm. To make this game where you just get yeah. to murder a bunch of clowns, <laughs> yeah. and then it's back to the drug. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, which is where we're at right now. So after you kill the clowns, uh, the DEA calls, and they said that they found the crack syndicate's main marijuana grower, a man named Sergeant Sky High. Yeah. And he lives in what appears to be some kind of hippie commune. Like, there's lots of tie-dye and lots of peace signs. <laughs> uh, but Sergeant Sky High doesn't really seem to fit with the hippie love and peace lifestyle. Because he's running around with a minigun and like bandoliers of giant bullets strapped across his chest. 
He's wearing a sleeveless shirt and he has a bandana tied around his forehead. Mm-hmm. He basically looks like um like a like a poor man's Rambo. Okay. But you fight your way inside his grow operation and you're trying to grab as many potted marijuana plants as you can while you just slaughter dozens of weed growers. But bad news, Dumpster Man is back. What? Oh no. And this time he's throwing weed at you. That's what we wanted, but- <laughs> Dumpster Man. He's here to help. <laughs> yeah, he was good all along. It's like Pokemon, you capture him and now he's one of yours. <laughs> But you shoot Dumpster Man again, and you uh, you kill everybody. You kill Sergeant Sky High, and you grab as much weed as you can on the way out. And if you grab enough, the game rewards you with, and this is the exact wording in the game, a ganja bonus of 5,000 points. <laughs> wow. And with that, you've taken down pretty much every member of the crack syndicate, except for the man at the top. And you're, you followed the trail, and it's taken you here. Um, and you're not going to believe this, the head of the evil crack drug syndicate, it's none other than the famous successful businessman, Mr. Big. Mr. Big. And Mr. Big is that fat old rich guy in the wheelchair that smokes a cigar and he's like a really popular figure in the business world. Like a real person? No. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Big from Sex in the City. Yeah. yeah. So- <laughs> that's, that's the only one I know. <laughs> So you jump in your helicopter and fly to his headquarters at the Mr. Big International Building, mm-hmm. which is a big fancy office high rise. And the place is absolutely full of drug dealers shooting at you and pimps throwing TNT at you. And there's also a lot of signs on the wall in the lobby that just flat out say crack on them, <laughs> which makes it surprising <laughs> that you didn't bust this case wide open earlier. But you fight your way in and you make your way to Mr. Big's office. And right as you go in, the DEA headquarters lets you know that Mr. Big's office is absolutely impenetrable and you're on your own from here on out. So good luck. And you go inside and it's just this beautiful marble office with big golden portraits of this gross fat man smoking a cigar and talking on the phone. And it says there's a label underneath each portrait that just says me on it. <laughs> and, wait, so in the portrait, he's on the phone? And smoking a cigar. Uh-huh. And smoking a cigar. <laughs> this guy has a weird choice for decor. I like just him. Just posters that say crack on it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're walking around in his office and then you hear it. It's Mr. Big himself. And he's yelling, you die, cop. <laughs> and then, boom, there he is. He appears right in front of you. But he's not the fat, rich guy in a wheelchair that you were expecting. He's a giant, 20-foot-tall, severed head, Whoa. wearing a white fedora and cool sunglasses, floating around on some kind of glowing future silver disc what? hovering around the room. What? Man. Because apparently this is, uh, this is Mr. Big's true form. Uh, you don't. You don't really have. To, you don't really have time to find out though, because oh. he starts biting off his own tongue and shooting it at you out of his mouth. Whoa. That's crazy! <laughs> and then he regenerates another tongue, bites it off, and shoots it at you. And they're just these pink, fleshy tongues just writhing and wiggling around the room, trying to get you. Gross! <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. So you shoot him with your rocket launcher for like ten minutes straight, and eventually it blows all the meat off of his head. And there's this big explosion of flesh. It's really gross. And then it's just his skull. But it's not over yet because his skull starts zooming around the room on its spine, shooting more fleshy tongues at you. So you have to shoot him roughly a hundred more times with your rocket launcher. And eventually his skull explodes into a rain of bones. And you've done it. You've taken down the crack syndicate. 
And now it's time to go collect your reward in Mr. Big's inner sanctum. So you open the golden door and inside is just a whole room full of 24 karat gold bars. You're rich. And that's the end of NARC. A whole lot of money and no drugs? No drugs. <laughs> but wait, after the final battle, there's one more thing. A screen pops up that reads, congratulations, you have completed the NARC training mission. Nice work. Now contact your local DAA recruiter. Wow. <laughs> insinuating that this game was actually a way for the real life drug enforcement administration to find potential recruits for their government position that's so funny do you think anybody did just walked into the office and said like i'm here for the job here's my resume <laughs> it's just like a a picture of them at the at the arcade machine i mean <laughs> yeah. if, the if their up. goal was to try to create a bunch of like youth kids who wanted to grow up to be cops and stuff i mean it's manipulative but it, it probably works it might have worked yeah. yeah but they're gonna be so disappointed when how bummed do you think <laughs> they, they are realize yeah <laughs> that they're like the first day they're like where do i get my rocket launcher yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready to take on that big floating skull <laughs> but uh that's the plot of narc um there's a couple other fun parts that i want to talk about before before we wrap it up though for one nintendo released a version of this game for the nes in 1990 it was such a wild popular arcade hit that they felt they had to bring it home onto their consoles but nintendo wasn't sure it was a good fit for their family-friendly image so they had to make some changes to the nes release to make it more acceptable so for one, they took the blood splatter off the NARC logo. They thought that that would be too gory. Yeah. And they changed the slogan to just say no instead of say no or die. And then, <laughs> and then maybe the best change is that they changed the acronym for the evil drug syndicate from K-R-A-K to K-W-A-K. Quack. Quack. <laughs> <laughs> But the rest they left. There's still explosions of body parts. It's still very gory. And there's still a lot of drug references. I like that there's a street where there's a bunch of pimps who are hanging out together, being friends together, trying to fight you. Yeah, with a lot of dynamite. <laughs> pimps don't, yeah. aren't friends with other pimps. That's not how it works. Yeah, that's that's the other thing, too. In the- well, if they're, if they're under like an umbrella organization like Quack, then yeah. they might all work together. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to add, in the arcade version, when you die, the game over screen has this incredible song. And I feel like you have to hear it. So I'm... I'm going to send it over right now. Oh, yeah. And in order to make this fair use so we can legally play it, um, I'm going to need you guys to give your expert reviews of the song afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Okay, it should be in the Skype. Okay. You're you're busted. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're busted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're busted. You're you're busted. Oh no, the night man. Oh no, 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 the night man. You're busted. There's definitely a Star Wars laser shot in there. When when the oh no, the knife man comes in in the game. So where does that sound like come from? What about, oh no, don't shoot? That makes me feel scared for somebody. Oh yeah. Someone's, someone doesn't want to get hurt. (laughs) I'm so desensitized from, from not even playing this game, just hearing about this game that that didn't even register on me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that drum beat though, it's pretty, pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. I think every video game should have to come up with a song using the sound bites from its own game. Yeah. In it. Just constantly repeating themselves, just like one syllable at a time, really, really fast. <laughs>
Can you can you think of a can you think of a, a game that has a really cool sound effect that you could make into a song? Sonic Mario. Like, I've never played either of those. Any of those? Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, here's a cool a cool sound effect fact about Mario sixty four. The uh, the Bowser <laughs> that noise. Um, it's the same sound that they use for the booze, but they just pitch it up and speed it up a bunch. So they go ah yeah, but it's the same. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, real fast. That that Narc Arcade song was piss. That was terrible. <laughs> so official review. Oh yeah, real bad. real bad. My my review is hot beat, and I and I give the beat ten out of ten. Hot beat, cool beef is what I would say. It sounds like cool beef. <laughs> it sounds like future music. Like uh, if you're watching The Fifth Element, that's what the cars would be. Bumping. Would you say this is 2019 music? Uh, I think it's going to be like yeah, 2019. Get it done. 20, <laughs> 2029 music. I think it's a little, we're uh, not quite there yet. We're not there. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys have any last thoughts about NARC that you want to share? Um, I want to play it. Yeah, now. it sounds. It actually sounds fun. <laughs> it sounds I want to play it. And I want to try to beat it without killing anybody. I want to. I don't do think that. you can. There's well, maybe you. So can. the other thing about the gameplay is that on each of these levels, you're fighting the main guy. So, um, what's his name? What's the scientist's name? Oh, it's um, the needles. Is, uh, Spike Rush, Doctor Spike. Oh Rush. yeah, when you're fighting, <laughs> when you're fighting Doctor Spike Rush in his laboratory. It's not like there's one Spike Rush and a bunch of minions. There's just dozens of Dr. Spike Rushes attacking what? you. And there's Weird. like there's sometimes <laughs> like 15 or 20 on the screen. So I don't know if it'd be possible to arrest them all. Can you can you arrest Dr. Spike Rush? Yeah, you can arrest dozens of them. <laughs> wow. It's um, hard to be a cop. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd recommend looking up a YouTube gameplay. I, I looked up the the picture while you were talking about it of the little, you know, intro screen that they have in the arcade. Mm-hmm. And I was picturing this whole time you were talking about the the main characters as kind of like an 8-bitty type uh, situation. But no, it's like high resolution high, yeah. Mortal Kombat style uh-huh. real pictures of dudes. And the red guy, so the blue guy is in the blue vest with blue jeans. <laughs> the red guy is in a red vest and also is wearing jeans. They're red jeans. <laughs> Roger has red jeans. I do. Yeah, I got yeah. it for the um, Double Dragon costume. I think red jeans were just a popular look in the in the 80s and 90s. They did like red pants yeah. in general. Yeah. I also like the pose of the guy in red. He's very sassy. Oh, wow. He has a sassy hip for sure. Oh, and there's all the bad guys. Oh, and there's uh, Mr. Big. That, this is crazy looking. If you're at home, yeah. you have to take a look at this. Yeah, just search Narc Arcade. and <laughs> so sassy. <laughs> and just drink it in. <laughs> uh, um, I have one critique that I feel like doesn't quite match up. What's that? Uh, that of the two of us, if Kevin's blue and I'm red, Kevin's probably sassier than I am. Oh, for sure. Kevin's red. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've seen Kevin do almost that exact same hip. So can we swap and I can be Max Force now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. No. Yeah. Oh. I don't see why not. Th- thanks. <laughs> I hate this. Hey, should we? I hate this podcast. I hate you guys. <laughs> should we read some reviews? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm happy to report we got our very first, uh, it's not necessarily a comment, but an actual gift, a fan gift. A physical gift? Yeah, from Kim and Jack. And it says, Merry Christmas to my boys, XO. (laughs) And it has, inside of our gift, we have 
a DVD of the Hello Kitty collection oh, shit. about Hello Kitty goes to the movies. Hello Kitty saves the day. Hello Kitty plays pretend. Oh man, we have. I kind of I want to I watch that for yeah, real. We too. can also we can have a marathon because uh, they also gave us a bunch of snacks, a bunch of candy in here, and we can also watch the movie The Mask. Oh, that's and nice. And here's my personal favorite: The Adventures of Ronald McDonald McTreasure Island. <laughs> Holy shit! Really? <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> is, it, is it like a VHS tape? Yeah, it's a VHS tape. And uh, oh my god, where did they find that? I have no idea, but it's fantastic and they have beautiful souls thank you guys thank you jack and kim thanks so much that's so cool um and uh there is one little stipulation though um it says that this tape is for ages two to seven so i don't know <laughs> if we're actually allowed to watch it there's there's an upper limit oh that's yeah. nuts. Shit. we'll have to get somebody else to watch it Maybe what if you're a parent you just take it away <laughs> happy eighth birthday timmy yeah what do you want to do i want to watch the treasure island mom and no no no. Time to grow up. Life is hard. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever told you. We also got no. a comment on our iTunes page from Squirrely Hell. Uh, and Squirrely Hell says, so good. I'm using iTunes. I'm really going out of my way to write this review, considering I never use iTunes anymore. But Storyhole is worth the effort. Without it, I wouldn't have had the unsettling realization that Al Borland isn't played by Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> They they both have beards, okay? I wouldn't have had any storyline context when I recently bought Diablo 3 on Switch. Uh, I wouldn't have waxed nostalgic about the wacky adventures of Ronald McDonald scared silly that I owned when I was a kid. So really, who would I be without Story Hole? That's nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Thanks, Squirrely Hal. Thank you. Thank you. Last The episode that we just put up had our, our challenge out there to get the, the most nastiest dank. <laughs> Dank's not the right word. Uh, loaf. Really turdy Give us a comment, loaf comment from yeah. you guys. So the, the glove was thrown down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're still waiting on those. So we'll double down on that mm-hmm. right now because this one's going out on Monday. Yeah. So hopefully on the following week, we can get some something real nasty yeah. from you Just, guys. Yeah, leave some, leave some nasty shit for us on our iTunes yeah. page. 2019, get it done, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get it, let's get sloppy over here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, story <laughs> hole, I'm good. sorry. <laughs> uh, also, feel free to send us any other suggestions or comments or, or aggressive uh, threats to <laughs> storyholepodcast at gmail.com. Aggressive threats or aggressive compliments. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love you. Maybe both. <laughs> uh, Man, if you could find a perfect mixture of those two things in, into one. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be very funny. Yeah. A gal can wish. Uh, our Instagram is, is Storyhole Podcast if you want to find us on there. And our website is storyholepodcast.com if you want to find us on any mm-hmm. platform. That's pretty good. We got it real concise. It's like one phrase that is for all the things. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. See you next Thanks. week. Bye. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year.